because male baboons leave their natal troop at adolescence. Within a decade of the dump cataclysm, none of the original atypically mellow males were still around. But as Sapolsky reports, the troop's unique culture was being adopted by new male joining the troop. In 2004, Sapolsky reported that two decades after the tuberculosis tragedy, the troop still showed higher than normal rates of male grooming, males grooming, and affiliating with females, an unusually relaxed dominance hierarchy, and physiological evidence of lower than normal anxiety levels among the normally stressed out low-ranking males. Even more recently, Sapolsky told us that as of his most recent visit in the summer of 2007, the troop's unique culture appeared to be intact. In Hierarchy in the Forest, primatologist Christopher Boehm argues that egalitarianism is an eminently rational, even hierarchical political system, writing, quote, Individuals who otherwise would be subordinated are clever enough to form a large and united political coalition, and they do so for the express purpose of keeping the strong from dominating the weak. In Hierarchy of the Forest, primatologist Christopher Boehm argues that egalitarianism is an eminently rational, even hierarchical political system, writing, Individuals who otherwise would be subordinated are clever enough to form a large and united political coalition, and they do so for the express purpose of keeping the strong from dominating the weak. Unquote. According to Boehm, foragers are downright feline in refusing to follow orders, writing, quote, Nomadic foragers are universally and all but obsessively concerned with being free of the authority of others. Unquote. Prehistory must have been a frustrating time for mag megalomaniacs. Quote, an individual endowed with a passion for control, unquote, writes psychologist Eric Frum, would have been a social failure and would with and without influence. Unquote. What if, thanks to the combined effects of very low population density, a highly omnivorous digestive system, our uniquely elevated social intelligence, institutionalized sharing of food, casually promiscuous sexuality leading to generalized child care, and group defense. Human prehistory was in fact a time of relative peace and prosperity. If not a golden age, then at least a silver age, bronze age being taken. Without falling into a dreamy visions of paradise, can we, dare we, Consider the possibility that our ancestors lived in a world 
were mo for most people on most days. There was enough for everyone. By now, everyone knows, quote, there is no free lunch, unquote. But what would it mean if our species evolved in a world where every lunch was free? How would our appreciation of prehistory and consequently of ourselves change if we saw that our journey began in leisure and plenty, only veering into misery, scarcity, and ruthless competition a hundred centuries ago? Difficult as it may be for some to accept, skeletal evidence clearly shows that our ancestors didn't experience widespread chronic scarcity until the advent of agriculture. Chronic food shortages and scarcity-based econo economies are artifacts of social systems that arose with farming. In his introduction to limited wants, unlimited means, Gaudi points to the central irony, quote, hunter-gatherers spent their abundant leisure time eating, drinking, playing, socializing, in short, doing the very things we associate with affluence. Unquote. Despite no solid evidence to support it, the public hears little to dispute this apocalyptic vision of prehistory, the sense of human nature intrinsic to Western economic, economic theory is mistaken. The notion that humans are driven only by self-interest is, in Gaudi's words, quote, a microscopically small minority view among the tens of thousands of cultures that have existed since Homo sapiens emerged some 200,000 years ago, unquote. For the vast majority of human generations that have ever lived, it would have been unthinkable to hoard food when those around you were hungry. The hunter-gatherer, writes Gaudi, represents uneconomic man. Remember even those wretched inhabitants of Tierra del Fuego condemned to, quote, the bottom of the scale of human beings, unquote, threw down their hose and walked away from their gardens once the HMS Beagle sailed out of sight. They knew firsthand how civilized, quote-unquote, people lived. Yet they had, quote, not the least wish to return to England, unquote. Why would they? They were happy and contented with plenty fruits, plenty fish, and plenty birdies. 